Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do, I'm Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Werbenjägerman Jensen. How are you doing, sir? He was number one. Number one and had a hat to go with it. What it do? What's going <laughs> on, man? Yeah, yeah. Happy to be oh, here. Another, goodness. Uh, you know, we're still recovering from uh, those, those wacky game stonks. It's been a oh. never-ending saga, but uh, nonetheless. Yeah, it, it, it's gone yeah. up and down like a roller coaster. Round and round, upside down mm-hmm. for eternity. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something. Money, it's a thing. Yeah, and and I, you know, for me, it's always been about the Benjamins. Mm, I'm more okay? about the Hamiltons. So, <laughs> more all, about yeah. the Hamiltons. Yeah, it's all about the Hamiltons. That was a, what lazy Sunday. I'm more, I'm, all, I'm more about the Dwight D. Eisenhower's. Ooh. So those are the <laughs> yeah. mint coins. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, more about the Sacagawea uh, gold dollars. Remember there those? was a uh, there was a British comedian talking about that about just how they have no clue who's on their money. But like, you know, I think it was James <laughs> a-, a Caster was mentioning that like, you know, they they do it's all about the Benjamins. <laughs> He's like, if I showed you a note right now, you couldn't tell me who was on this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, all those, well, not even, not all dead presidents, obviously, but, um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. So, yeah, man, we have got, uh, all sorts of gaming news to, uh, get to, so we might as well get started. Uh, the big, uh, oh, yeah, well, I've been, I've been scouring the internet for all the, the juiciest of gossip and even actual news, you know, I try to, Ooh. try to sneak that in, too, and one big thing that is happening that I think is a good conversation point is about Destiny 2. So, Bungie has, uh, when they announced their Beyond Light expansion and kind of the big changes that were going to come to the game and the streamlining of the process uh, of how the game plays. Uh, they released a pretty a pretty big roadmap, and this was this was last year. And yeah, one yeah. of the big things that was on that roadmap that definitely got players of all platforms excited was that long term they were planning to uh, merge all cross platforms together, so you could be playing on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, even Google Stadia. And one you will be family. able to, yeah, um, to bring them all into one into one fold, which is good. I mean, because the you know the, the the matchmaking numbers are usually good on any on any platform, regardless. But to, to bring them all together makes it makes it even sweeter. There has been a, a pretty big discussion online, particularly about what happens when you allow for PC players and console players to kind of coexist side by side. Now, what, oh, yeah. what I especially mean by that is that, you know, when you get into a Twitch-based shooter like Destiny that requires precision and aiming, even in PvE scenarios, you know, there's always that that concern that a skilled PC player that's playing with mouse and keyboard uh, is going to have, uh, you know, a, a major advantage over a similarly skilled controller player. Yes, I agree and be, and not everyone holds that position. There are a lot of people on Twitch that are like, "Listen, it's much better to be a controller player and instead of a PC player." Mm-hmm. And I disagree. I think if you put, you know, skill level by skill level, you're definitely going to be more accurate on PC with a mouse yeah. and a keyboard over a controller. It's just 
It's 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 science. It's facts, Nick. Yeah. It's it's physics. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's all it's a of mouse. Them. You know, it's a, the yeah the level of the it's level of precision and headshotting somebody. Yeah, versus a controller, which is probably better at just kind of general you know strafe movements and that kind of thing. But yeah, so yeah, yeah this has been a very big conversation that was I guess big enough for, um, on the on the bungee. Uh, forums to make the news and so one of the things that they have said that they're going to be doing kind of in preparation um, for crossplay to even the battlefield even in pvp scenarios is that they want to increase the recoil on certain weapon types only if you're playing on mouse and keyboard um, bringing it so that you know it, it's it's very similar to hmm. what it, what you would be experiencing if you were playing on a controller in terms of just general uh, i guess aim ability um, and I mean, that's yeah. a, that's just one of many small changes that they say that they're going to be making, but it seems like, cause I, you know, a lot of games, and uh, this is why I wanted to kind of bring this up as a, as a news article is many games have had their own styles of how they have decided to allow, uh, you know, PC or rather mouse and keyboard controls to cross play and interact with controller games. Now you have certain games where because the controller actually is the better way to go. Uh, like in games like Rocket yeah. League or any game that involves uh, driving, uh, that that that's okay because you know even a PC player is most likely going to be swapping over to a controller anyway. You don't really have to worry about the the repercussions of enabling full crossplay. Uh, but you know with with games like this, yeah, it's it's completely different. And you know, I mean, Fortnite has the same thing, right? With a mouse and keyboard crossplay with uh, controllers. Yeah, it does, and. It's the only caveat with that, I believe, is that it tends to uh, favor essentially one or the other. So you're either put with a bunch of uh, keyboard and mouse players or it tries to put you with controller players from if you're if you're only using a controller from what I've heard. But I think with the future of gaming, we have to cross the bridge of of just allowing everyone to use whatever they're going to use and just say to heck with cross platform this and that we just need to open the open the platforms to each other and then let them play as they were and then maybe you you start to pivot and change the the factors or how people are placed together in things like arena mm-hmm. you know or, or or something ranked in that respect where there's a little bit more on the line instead of just you know i want to get on and be able to play with a bunch of other people you know that to me is would help older games where there aren't as many players in the pool to choose from that you would need to basically you know speed up the matchmaking process by opening up the floodgates as it were Mm -hmm. so i i think that that as long as it's i mean you're always going to have a you know there's always going to be an advantage if you're a really good mouse and keyboard player yeah over a controller player right i mean that's simp that's i you know i still say that's exactly why ninja decides to play mouse and keyboard even though he was a professional halo player he was Mm. arguably you know great at at you know playing games with a controller but he knew just as well as anyone that playing on pc um you know he was going to need to learn how to to use a mouse and a keyboard 
Yeah. And he did, and you know, now he's just because of that one move, now he's a he's a multi millionaire, if not billionaire. You know? Just that that one move of deciding to go to because that that was it. That's what it did yeah. for him. No. no, yeah, it was just that one thing. That's how <laughs> it, was, got it was just that. That's the only thing that he did. So if you're listening out there and you're yeah. wondering how do I make the millions, game stonks right. and mouse and keyboard playing. That's, wow, it's simple. Yeah. And that's that's an endorsement coming from an Xbox guy right there. You know, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Bruno knows. I mean, that's this is why this is why I get paid the medium bucks. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. So you know. I, I know with Fortnite in particular, there was a, a conversation that kind of popped up last year, maybe even earlier than that, where a lot of big name streamers were kind of calling out just how crazy the aim assist is or can be potentially when you're playing Fortnite with a controller and you have it enabled, right? Because I know a lot of games that have that um, that crossplay, and one I can one that I can immediately think of is uh, the Division Two. Um, and Fortnite is similar too, where because there is potentially crossplay between uh, controller players, console players, and PC players, they do have that setting where if you're playing with a controller and you know you you hit your ADS um, button, that if you're near a target, you'll kind of automatically snap to them, so yeah, that yeah. you kind of hone in. And you know there there have been I know I'm sure they have probably tweaked it since it was getting so much exposure, but they were showing how like in some, in some scenarios you can literally just continuously feather the left trigger to aim down sight and then just keep shooting. And you're going to keep hitting your target because your, your, your character is just tracking them flawlessly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, if you have it's that in front of strategy, you, right. <laughs> oh yeah, please. It's I, in it's, the game. It's built in. Yeah, that's why I don't use snipers. I'd rather just, uh, you know, awkwardly kind of flaunt my yep. way onto somebody's uh, head using an assault rifle by exactly. aiming in their general direction. Yep, in their general. And I think the, you know, one could say, well, see, right, that right there just proves that it's, it's you know, overpowered and needs to be nerfed. But like I said, if you're going up against somebody who is, you know, absolutely amazing in terms of accuracy with a mouse and keyboard, or just decent, just the same amount of uh, level of gameplay that you are, they're going to perform better in terms of accuracy. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. Just because you know you're wasting a lot of shots when you're doing it the you know the the ADS kind of method like yeah. it, you're not you know whereas every shot from your you know mouse and keyboard click is accurate and a little bit slower so those are you know that that's a trade off in that respect i think it's much easier to point and click um, than it is to uh, especially when it comes to like tracking somebody on a small screen, I think that's the that's the real like kicker there. So I think there's certain guns, you know, that are probably going to be more beneficial or take more advantage of something like that ADS type of. I I wouldn't really call it in a glitch, more so an exploit that you can mm. use. So to me, it's I, I use it, so I'm like. I, I can't be mad at it, but at the same time, I have gotten melted. 
from people who are oh, mouse yeah. and keyboard players, yeah. like absolutely melted. Right. So I don't feel bad. Like yeah. <laughs> I feel the trade the trade off is is even. Like I feel like I'm not getting overpowered so much by mousing. And I think that's gonna be a thing with Destiny too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if most of if most of the pro players and whatnot start playing it on PC and you start seeing this huge gap between your your keyboard players, your mouse and keyboard players over your your controller players, then maybe some tweaks need to be done to kind of mitigate that gap. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? My my overall issue is, uh, and this is one of been my one of my critiques of of how Stadia handles this this problem because you know you can play on PC or essentially a console by playing on your TV, and both options are there. Is that it can really de-incentivize you to play with friends who are playing on PC if you are a console player and their cross-play is an option. And I think Fortnite is probably the the, the easiest example to give. You know, I have yeah. some friends that play, you know, PC Fortnite. And I know mm-hmm. that as soon as I go into a game with them, the skill ceiling just got a lot higher and I've got yeah. no shot of getting there and I'm never going to get to that point, you know, or even as a yeah, yeah. controller player, I'm going to like strive to, to, to raise the ceiling. So I know that when I'm playing in a match with just other console people in my party or just playing solo, that I will play differently. You know, I'll go for the assault yeah. rifles. I'll go for the sniper rifles. I'll go for the precision weapons mm. because I know that in a long distance firefight, I've got a shot. At, at beating my opponent. But as soon as I go into those types of games where I'm playing with somebody on PC, my play style shifts completely because I know I'm going to be going up against other squads that are going to be mixed or all PC. Yeah. And now if I'm trying to awkwardly, you know, pop over a ramp to try and pop a headshot, you know, they're going to have five chances to shoot me before I'm even going to get a round off with, with yeah, mouse and yeah. keyboard, right? So Lasered. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Laser, blazer, Phaser and Taser. That one's for Brad. Nice. <laughs> he can even say his uh, uh, fitness consigliere, Michel and Stan <laughs> Adavaraskovich, Skaradavinsky, oh, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. He yeah. says it perfectly. I can't do yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's it's it completely changes my play style where now I'm going to go for like the shotguns or just like the spray and pray weapons and like maybe try to flank the enemy while, you know, the people that are on mouse and keyboard in my team are doing the long range firing and just be more of like a, a close range disruptor than someone that's yeah. going to make that big, you know, big headshot play that uh, that wipes out a squad. Um, but, you know, it's and, and that's a shame because that means that, you know, because of Fortnite's model, and I'm not saying I have a better one to propose, that it, it just makes it very difficult to feel like, okay, I'm in a lobby of all mixed mouse and keyboard and controller players, you know, and I feel like it's a fair fight. Because like you said, when you get lasered down <laughs> and you're yeah. on a gear with a controller, it just feels like, man, I'm not even mad. Like, it is what it is. Like, I, I, I put myself voluntarily into that position by allowing crossplay. It's a difficult problem to solve and one that I hope the industry as a whole in the future can kind of rally around and come up with a consistent set of rules so that I don't have to figure out, you know, what I have to do from game to game in order to, you know, uh, maximize my enjoyment with crossplay. Yeah, I think uh, Destiny, you know, that's the the original article we're, we're discussing here is is much different in terms of gameplay style 
over Fortnite where I, I agree. I think when you're playing Fortnite on with PC players, you're constantly getting in these huge build battles. You're constantly oh, yeah. seeing them. And it's like, listen, I don't play that build the Taj Mahal game. Mm-hmm. I I build, if somebody does that, like builds above me, the first thing I do is I build like a huge ceiling above me and then Turtle just up. wait for them. Yeah, yeah, just like wait for them to drop down. Like, I'm not playing your game, dude. So yeah. come down here and get me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, because every time I try and go up and do that i get i don't know it's just it's not yeah it's not something that i've decided oh i need to learn this i can get away with doing it and i think destiny doesn't have that aspect so really what you're going to come down to is accuracy and it's interesting because destiny is kind of like in between call of duty and halo Mm -hmm. where halo you need to track shots a lot and uh call of duty you it's you know the first come first serve type of gameplay i think that is what makes destiny so unique in terms of the gunplay but at the same time, that can be if you're if you've got a slow shot weapon, the gap between uh, mouse and keyboard player and controller player is is a lot smaller than it would be if you're playing something like Fortnite, where you've got to bridge bridge this uh, distance between you and the other player. You know, you can maneuver diff- You know, so interestingly in destiny by using jetpacks and warps and all these different things so it's you know it's interesting how you're right how this how gunplay in in general or just gameplay in general switches from from game to game and then not only can it switch from game to game but it can switch from platform to platform and it would be interesting to see the numbers. I know that's something that we don't really get, you know, we're not privy to, but it would be interesting to see the win rates of keyboard and mouse players over, um, you know, controller players. And then to see what the difference would be even on, you know, PlayStation and Xbox to see like, who really is, who, who has the better pool of players? Because I still argue that, Xbox has, traditionally speaking, a more competitive first-person shooter scene. Okay. Mainly because that's where Halo was born. That's where Call of Duty really took off. So I think it's changed over the years with with you know PlayStation really coming in and, and having exclusive deals with Call of Duty. But for a long time there, Xbox was the de facto like Call of Duty pro series things it wasn't until i think it was like advanced warfare or something that they decided to actually change it over to change it over to playstation and make it a playstation esports thing so i don't know do you remember that i mean i know that a lot of the call of duty games usually get the uh the the deals in advance where you get stuff first on on playstation yeah um which is i mean it, it, it that that is what it is i've never been one for timed exclusives or timed content drops that that drop first on a different platform but yeah um, that's that that to me hurts yeah. gaming mm-hmm. and that's it's super frustrating yeah you know because it's it's not even i would say exclusives in general that aren't first party titles mm-hmm. like 
you know, I understand Nintendo's going to kind of keep keep Mario <laughs> close to them. They're not just going to be like, yeah, you can have, you have, PlayStation can have Mario game. Why not? Like, it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so that I understand. But when you have something like... I'll use Spider-Man as an example, and this goes beyond that, obviously, because Sony owns the Spider-Man character and usage and whatnot. Like, they have licensing rights over it. Yeah. So, but that is the perfect example of something that could easily be cross-platform or should be cross-platform and isn't. You know, that was their huge selling point for the Avengers, for, you know, for PlayStation, was that... Spider-Man would be one of the Avengers exclusively available on PlayStation. And here we are, I don't still know, not out. six months later. Yeah, yeah, more than that probably. And it's still not out. Wow. So that right there like proves my beef when it comes to with it when it comes to like PlayStation, because that shows that they don't care about actually actually delivering something sustainable or good you know what i mean what they care about is getting getting the getting you on board with with playstation and it's happened all throughout playstation's career like playstation 4 there were several games that like they launched and they're like yeah this is going to be this new ip that we're going to see amazing things from i think it was called like the order or something where you were like Mm steampunk fighting werewolves i don't know if you remember that and it came out and it bombed it was terrible it was they said it was like a movie that with quick time events and like very few actionable sequences Ah. so things like the last of us and uncharted i mean they keep milking obviously because that's what drives the big bucks but it's, it's you know we're still going back to you know, these normal games. And like I said, anytime you've got uh, just an exclusive game over somebody, that's hurting the gamers because less gamers are getting to experience what you've created. So I don't know. That's just an aside. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a touchy subject for any gamer, right? Oh, because of course. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's exclusives for every system that you're like, man, if I had an Xbox or if I had a PlayStation, I would totally get that game. And, you know, even growing up, you know, there were so many times where I was like, oh, man, I wish I had a PlayStation 1 because mm-hmm. I got a PlayStation 2. Um, and I wish I had a PlayStation 1. I got a PlayStation 1 later, like after like... Uh, after a while of having like a PlayStation 2, yeah. I got one because I don't think it was a lot of the games were forward compatible, meaning you couldn't like play PlayStation 1 games on a PlayStation 2, right? Yeah. Well, they were still, even after the PS2 came out, they were still heavily pushing what initially was called the PSX, which was the bigger, bulkier gray model. But oh, then yeah, even yeah, when yeah. the PS2 was out, they started marketing the PS1 as kind of the budget option that played PS1 games. It was kind of that more compact white model yeah. that came out. And, I mean, yeah, they, they were really pushing to really kind of have their player base uh, own one or even both consoles um, because, I mean, PS1 games were still getting produced way yeah. into the PS2. I remember, like, the last they game really for the PlayStation was, like, a FIFA game that got made, like, as late as, like, 2003 or something crazy, I think it was. 
Yeah. So, yeah, but... Uh, Basically, to where the point... They, like, milked it to the point where... They the developers were basically like, listen, we can't, we can't <laughs> we can't anymore. This this is we don't have that that mm-hmm. software. <laughs> we have no one left on our development team that knows how to code on a PlayStation. Exactly. We got to move on, man. Uh, that's funny. Well, speaking oh. of moving on, we got uh, some more news articles on the way, and we're gonna get to them right after a word from our sponsor. And we are back, and let's kick things off with a uh, a timeless Smithsonian piece. I'm I'm surprised mm. the, the, the the museums haven't called, uh, but you know they're pretty stingy, and all they care about is getting a donation. And yeah. I don't think the price tag for this is gonna be a great donatable donation piece. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. what's going on is um, the original Apple One computer, like the one built by Steve Jobs and, and Steve Woz, they, it's on sale. You can buy it right now, Nick. Right now. How much? The the price if the price is right, what would you venture? How much would you pay for a computer that <laughs> can't run anything and honestly is more like a a paperweight, but uh yeah. A giant paperweight. How much would you pay for something? Well, you know, what what I would pay is subjective. And I'll tell you why I would pay a lot of money if I were a collector of this kind of thing. Um, and let's get into what it actually is. Like you said, it's the, uh, the one of the original Apple One computers um, that were built by, uh, by, by uh, Jobs and Wozniak. And uh, I've, I've already seen the price. But yeah, if I if I were to probably guess blind, I probably would have given you a number that was like six figures. I would not wow. have guessed the actual price, which yeah is uh, 1.5 million. And to be fair, this is just what someone has put up as a listing for it. It not yeah. it's not necessarily going to get bought, but um, and and so far I think that other similar units that have been sold um, haven't quite gone for as much. But this particular one. Um, is worth a lot more in terms of rarity because th- so there were only 200 of these Apple One units ever made. Okay, there was wow. a very small. Yeah, I mean this is what they were making in their garage back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've so I've seen the I've seen Ashton Kutcher do it with what's his face, <laughs> the guy who played Olaf. Him and Olaf were him making Olaf. computers in the garage. Ashton and, and Olaf sounds like a uh, like a buddy buddy show, a comedy. It does. Yeah. Ashton and Olaf making computers. Yeah, I love it. Also, he's a ninja. (laughs) (laughs) That was a family guy. Was that my my black son? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Also, he's a ninja. I don't know just because. (laughs) I love that they uh, directly ripped off um, that one scene. Then for that one intro with uh, what's his name from um, Michael Fox. Um, where he's like like moving around the, across the uh, the room in that rolling chair in the rolling chair yeah, yeah for Family Ties oh, yeah man. yeah 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 they recreated it flawlessly oh man I tell you I can jam on some '90s theme songs like all day like Growing Pains Family Ties what would we do baby yeah without us I love it like I would be all over. A whole playlist of that. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I listen to it with my wife, and she's like, I just, I don't, I don't share your love of theme songs the way you do. What? Like and show tunes are like, like those are one of those things that you could like, you could, you could, you could start singing on a bus or whatever, you know? Yeah, and yeah. like that's people, people knew those things. Like maybe totally. not so much today, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been known to bust out the Family Matters theme song every now and then. Yeah, or the Stanley Steamer theme song. Oh you know? yeah, they get carpet cleaner. Yeah, or the one eight seven seven cash now with JG Wentworth. Ah, uh, like if you yeah, have if now. you have long term annuities and you need cash yeah. now, this is not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is just life tips because yeah. I don't I don't know like growing up commercials to me they always I, I took them seriously <laughs> I did. We yeah, had we this. We had. Yeah. We, I I did. So yeah. like, if they said, if they told me that you know it was sponsored in part by viewers like me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know I how, how many. I did it. We t- yeah. <laughs> we did it. I don't know I how a bunch of eight year. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how a bunch of eight year olds did it. Mom, Dad, but, I'm keeping Arthur on the air. Yep, I am right here <laughs> by watching it. And juicy yeah. juice, you know, oh, you know, yeah. juicy juice. Like, come on, mm-hmm. they were all up in there too. So, yeah, obviously, obviously, we everyone has a penchant for nostalgia, and yeah. this guy wants to capitalize on it because oh. it says he, he, the current owner, grabbed it in 1978 for mm-hmm. a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. I mean, it was and yeah, now, yeah. It was made in '76, so like buying it in '78, you're just buying it at face value. It's kind of like you know, looking at what what Apple's stock is worth today versus you know when they first had a public offering and being like, oh, if only I had known. It's like, well, you wouldn't have. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> only I had known. Yeah, I'm glad well. <laughs> you mentioned uh, JG Wentworth because you're going to need cash now to buy 1.5 million dollars worth of uh, of one one computer. So what I was saying before about why this one in particular is listed for so much um, is that there was only six of these ever made with that beautiful, sexy wood paneling that you have got to put on the website. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Because you've got that. Of course, you got the classic. Apple uh, Macintosh logo there, the rainbow Apple. Um, And then you've got that just magnificent. It looks like someone just like cut a piece of like an office desk or something and (laughs) just carved out some some holes for uh, for some keys. and, And there you go. And it I, looks I, like something you'd find on Etsy, you know, like some artisan <laughs> makes like these, yeah. these like bespoke graphic like interfaces and and keyboards and and he's like, yeah, we even hook it up to an old CRT t- TV. Like, <laughs> but I mean, nope, it's a, it's a computer. <laughs> it's it's a good conversation piece, but uh, yeah, and you know, I I I I, I need to, to just say this right now. Can we please bring back wood paneling on just electronics? Can we do that? Oh, Is that okay? I, I know we've gotten to the point where there's no paneling. Yeah. I've got none. Like it's just it's just a screen. And I and I can appreciate that. But I agree with you. I do remember fondly tons of furniture and electronics encased in wood. And my yeah. dad actually um, we had an old TV, uh, and it stopped working, and it was encased in, like, this big wooden box. Yeah. And instead of, um, like, just tossing the whole thing, he gutted it, 
and turned it into like an entertainment system for me. He put like a shelf in it. He took the speakers and basically got material that was kind of like that and extended them to Ooh. to make doors. And so it just looked like this like mesh door on the front. Oh man, that's cool. So cool. That that was a dad win right there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, I I just I, I long for that day of 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 just before we went into like the craziness of the 80s and 90s where it was all about things looking outrageous and 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 having crazy designs and out there colors and shapes and just that one stretch of time like back in the 70s and maybe earlier because it really wasn't my our, our our time where yeah like wood paneling on things that didn't need wood paneling was yep, a thing it was everywhere there was a time where like like station wagons like it, <laughs> yeah. like like having wood on your station wagon was like a status symbol yeah. of being like, oh man, you know, you see, you see your friend, you know, that's got uh, Jimmy's family's got that station wagon that's just loaded with the wood paneling on the side. You're like, ah, oh, that's a family that road trips. Yeah, the, right. Yeah, that's the first thing you knew. You knew that family road tripped. You yeah. knew that dad had seen the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and the kids have too, and probably some prehistoric um, dinosaur bones museum out in the middle of the desert that really uh, doesn't have dinosaur bones. Yeah. It's just like a rock that kind of looks like a bone. Uh, <laughs> solid tourist trap. Have you ever been to yes. any like legit tourist traps? I haven't, but I've passed several because I've driven across the country. Three times. So in those times, my favorite, my favorite was we were out in like Wyoming and we were going through and we kept seeing this sign and it was like, little America coming up. Uh Oh, here it is. Yep. Here it is. Like I was, yep. Free ice cream (laughs) at little America. Oh my gosh. Oh, next, the kids are going to be screaming. Yeah. Little America, grab yourself a free ice cream. Mm-hmm. They must have plastered like a hundred billboards up and yeah. down the free wa- freeway, letting everyone know yep. that they have free ice cream. And I gotta tell you something: we didn't we didn't stop for some ice cream because we had some place to be. Uh, believe it or not, and it wasn't in Wyoming. Yeah, and we dr- it came. Just it went just as quickly as it came. You're just, you're just going along, and you're like, "What's what is that? What is that up there?" Little America is just a hotel, is or motel, whatever you want to call oh, okay. it. It's it's not really a town. I don't think it was at least, but man, they sold the heck out of that motel. They really did, and. My luck, we would have stopped in there and I'd have been like, I am ready for some free ice cream for the last 300 miles. Yeah. We've been, we've been, you've been prepping me. And they would have been just like McDonald's and been like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. The, yeah. the ice cream, ice cream machine is broken. Oh <laughs> like, man, it's out of service. We need to have yeah. the, exactly, we need to have an out of service sign yeah. on top of all these ice cream billboards then because yeah. Damn it, Brenda! <laughs> oh, come on, Brenda! Oh, but don't worry if you if you stick around until tomorrow and get a room, we'll have it fixed by then. <laughs> and your your car is no longer working anyway, so you might as well stay. Free, yeah. free, free cable too. That's the, that was always uh, the big stuff. Free cable. You're like, oh. I yay. love it when you when you drive by like hotel signs that still have those old timey like advertisements of like yeah, it's got HBO and like air conditioning and. <laughs> And yeah, like color, color TV, and, and it's like and a bed. <laughs> I'm so glad you told me that. Thanks. I'm glad it's got the the normal amenities that every room right. should have. 
but apparently was like a massive luxury back in the day. Yeah, for me, yeah, really. my favorite tourist trap that I just, I, I don't know, but there's just something about the, just the sleaziness of like a solid tourist trap that, yeah. that I, 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 there's just something in, 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 in entrancing about it. Mine was uh, on the way to, we drove to and from Disney World um, for yeah. the trip that we took down there. And we stopped at south of the border because just like at, at Little America there for you, I mean, they're advertising this thing on the highway, <laughs> probably like, like the 200 miles away. They're like, oh, get start making plans now. You know, start you, making them now. You know get what you're doing. Get the kids ready. Yeah. Get the kids ready, okay? Yeah. Because tell the wife not yeah. to eat. Yeah. Don't snack up kids. Exactly. South of the border is coming. And literally, like there were ad, there were billboards that are like you know uh, like like hey kids you know uh, keep yelling at your parents until they they say they say we'll stop. And we finally got there, and I, I guess my, my parents kind of had a a thing about south of the border where they thought it was like a cool spot. So, yeah. and we got there, and I mean, all I can remember is like half of the place was like there, but was also shut down. Like they had this whole like amusement oh, park section, and it was like good weather. It's Florida. Yeah. Um, that was just like a defunct like ghost town. You had to walk through some of it to get to like some of the things that were still open. And there was like a little like arcade that that was like you know you could you could tell like hadn't been cleaned in, in a while and <laughs> maybe like a gift shop. And then they of course they had the restaurant where all I can remember is we ordered what was supposed to be enchiladas and it was like just this this like plop. On a with with some cheese on top. I'm not even sure. I don't think we ate it. I think we I think we kept like moving on and just found a McDonald's or something. You were like but, this. Uh, this is either the worst enchiladas I've ever had, yeah, or the best cow patty I've ever had. So <laughs> I don't, we can, we can look at it. What glass oh half full here, Nick? Yeah. Glass half full. <laughs> yeah, but at those prices, how can you how can you argue? <laughs> how can you argue? At well, south you of the can't border because yeah. they're just gonna say that they don't speak English and so then you better brush up on your Spanish you better get out Duolingo and yeah. hope that Google Translate can say mas tequila or whatever <laughs> yeah or mas dinero in the case of uh, this fantastic <laughs> Apple One computer because so the, the most that this thing is ever sold for is actually six figures in 2014 someone sold one for 905,000 so it's not like it's unprecedented and look you know yeah. it, with these types of, of, of things where, you know, the article is kind of about the sticker shock of what someone's listed it for, it's no different than art or any kind of collector's item or like the Pokemon card craze that's kind of come back in recent in recent years, yeah. is that, you know, at the end of the day, it's worth what someone is willing to pay for it. It's very subjective, and it's always subject to change. Um, yeah. But before, prior to this, you know, most Apple One units will go from about two hundred grand to half a million. But because this thing has that sexy wood paneling, uh, yeah, there, this thing is. Uh, we're talking about a, a one point five million dollar situation. I have. I. I don't know. I just. I. I. I think what had sparked my my desire to see other electronics carry that wood paneling is the. And this is kind of a. A lesser known, really defunct release, but you may have heard that Atari has tried to jump oh. back into the console game. Yeah, definitely. And they just released the the pre orders for the Atari VCS, which is like it was it, it was up in the air if this thing if the Kickstarter was ever going to ship these things. There was a lot of controversy, but they finally got them out. Still not in stores, but they're what they want to charge like four hundred bucks for these things, and it's oh, it's wow. not it's not right. Like I, you're, you're when you're playing against next gen. 
uh, releases, you got no shot. But that's neither here nor there. One of the limited edition things that you could get if you pre-ordered through the Kickstarter was you could get that classic wood paneling like they have on some oh, Ataris. Nice. I'm yeah. not kidding. If 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 Xbox or any any next gen console put out like a retro wood like a, a officially released wood panel, and I'm not talking about wood, you know, tiles. I'm not talking about wood patterns. I want genuine real deal like sequoia lacquered you know yeah uh, i i, I want to smell this thing and feel like i'm in the middle of the forest yeah um, some cedar in there yeah. oh yeah 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 i mean i'm any and i'm not a i'm not a, a craftsman or a, a woods guy so i really wouldn't know but uh you're sure. not a woodsman you're not I'm a not, lumberjack what? i'm not I, i'm not a lumberjack and i do care you know i which is funny i got invited the other day to uh, go chop wood and, um, you know, yeah. I, What's like a recreational activity? Uh, well, in Oregon, <clears throat> you yeah. know, this is the Pacific Northwest. Is that so what you guys do out there for fun? That's what, apparently what they do. They Someone <laughs> invited me and said, we're going to be uh, chopping some wood. Did you want to swing tonight. by and maybe help out? And I'm thinking yeah. to myself... Um, no, I, I told him, I said, no, thank you. Um, and they're like, okay, it's cool. And I'm like, you know, I didn't move to Oregon to not be asked to be a lumberjack though. I mean, I've already got the beard. So <laughs> I mean, of you course do. I want to be asked to, yeah. to chop wood. Do I actually want to chop wood? No, I don't feel like I need to end up in the emergency room this weekend. Right. But you know, I mean, so yeah, apparently, I, I mean, bucket list item complete right check check because i just mm-hmm. got asked to be a lumberjack essentially essentially you know chopping chopping wood in one's backyard is just uh stones throw away from chopping down giant redwood trees um so it's, it's a gateway it's a gateway chop it is a yeah. gateway chop you're right yeah. it is before you, you know it, you're logs. Uh, you got logs before you know <laughs> it it's fern gully you're deforesting the entire jaw rainforest oh you know? my goodness oh my like God. avatar yeah yeah, it's wow. Sad. So yeah, that's uh that's our big thing. Yeah. That's our big thing is is uh is this this amazing piece of technology yeah. that you're right, I would pay I would pay hundreds of dollars for uh this if I if I had seen it out somewhere. Yeah. This guy said he bought it for a couple hundred bucks. Right on. I I, I can see that. One point five million though. Um It's a solid flip. That's a that's that is a solid flip. You're right. That is that's some money. Like I've uh, said before, I wouldn't need anything past one point four million dollars. But you know, that's I mean, reasonable. He's, he's going for he's rounding up, and I applaud you, sir, because they're gonna come down. The old the old you know the old trick is you got to start high and then come low. So if you're like, I want to sell this for one point. Five, well, you know, if he doesn't want to get 1.5, probably wants to get at least a million for it. So mm-hmm. if he's like, yeah, I'm going to get a million for it, but I'm going to start at 1.5. That way, when it comes down, people think they're getting a steal. Like, honey, where do you see what I got? Okay? it's And I got a discount on it, too, so don't be saying nothing. <laughs> I got $500,000 off, okay? You would wait till you see how much money I saved. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I try to take the prices right approach to my eBay biddings. I, I just bid a dollar on everything. Sooner or later, yep. it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. I'm going to get something really nice. It's, that's true. Yeah. You, you always, you, uh, you know, that's, that's a solid tactic yeah. in, 
in um, in prices right and <laughs> sometimes it pays off for those people especially when they're like you know it's the people the I can understand if you're bidding a dollar like yeah. if you're bidding a dollar <laughs> you could come right after and be like two dollars Bob <laughs> oh that's the problem <laughs> Drew, yeah because like, the guy next to you it's like you have no shot at that point it's like yeah, oh, yeah, you, exactly. you got got you got got this guy you really got wants got. to play Plinko yeah, <laughs> you got got. So yeah, yeah, those those people in the on uh, prices right that at like bid sixteen oh one when you're like sixteen hundred and they're like sixteen oh one. You just look yeah. at them like yeah. I swear if if we were on national television right now, reach over and slap your ball because that's ridiculous. And then. The only justice <laughs> in the world is when Drew's like, actually, it's sixteen hundred on the dot, and you're like, yes, uh, yes, I wish I you. could flip you off, but I can't. So, yeah. what's up, Drew? <laughs> so, <laughs> what's up, Drew? <laughs> oh what's my up, gosh! Drew? All right, so we've got one more uh, story to talk about here, and this is less of a story and uh, and a little bit of a salacious rumor, um, mm-hmm. as we as we like to slip in there every now and then, and that is that Sega. Uh, has well, this is this part is the news, but it, it kind of leads into some rumors. So Sega has announced that they are doing some uh, major restructuring yep. um, with their yeah, that they've got some stuff going on on uh, on on the business side of things that has led people to think that there could potentially be an acquisition rumor. So before I get to the rumor side, we'll kind of get into what's actually happening. Um, and this actually happened to Konami recently, too. They announced major restructuring efforts, and Sega has now followed form that they're going to be separating separating their video game and their amusement divisions, because especially in Japan, Sega has a large presence with a lot more than just video games. Now, the yeah, first yeah. thing that I thought when I saw that news article uh, was that, and this was really sad, is that the big arcades that are in Japan are really struggling. A lot of them are Sega owned and have been shuttered yeah. because COVID has just demolished the concept of a community gathering place, you know, especially in a place that's as disciplined like Japan, where they are following mass protocols and, and they are doing their best to be safe. Um, yeah. That it's just, it had no shot. And, you know, the one of the last bastions of kind of the arcade scene and one that I've, I had always wanted to be able to visit, you know, one day is is kind of looking yeah. it's like it's on the ropes. Mm. So it makes sense that they they were trying to restructure, um, and we're seeing a lot of businesses restructure just because COVID has such has dramatically changed either their their revenue or even just the way that they conduct business from home and and you know all sorts of of interesting consequences. But yeah. the rumor side of it. And this is actually a rumor that has resurfaced many different times. I did link to this on our uh, on our Facebook page. Is this never-ending rumor that Microsoft is is trying to buy out Sega? Now, of course, we know that a big part of Microsoft's uh, game plan is to put down big money to buy out these studios, like we just saw with Bethesda, um, yep. with them acquiring them. And there has definitely been rumors that they are looking to buy another company outright. Some people are saying it's EA, which I think is probably a little bit too big. Um, some people are saying it, it could be Square Enix. I, I, that, that seems more realistic to me in terms of size. Uh, but one thing that is being possibly looked at is that Sega could be the next big acquisition. Uh, what do you think, Bruno? And what do you think beyond Sega or, or Square Enix or EA would be a solid acquisition for Microsoft since that's kind of their game plan? So, well, first of all, I think if Xbox 
buys or acquires Sega, then they obviously need to change all of their intros to say Xbox, just like the old <laughs> Segas. I that first and it. foremost mm-hmm. is that's that's like agenda number one. Yeah. On on the list of things to do once mm-hmm. you acquire Sega. Don't even make games. They just want to be. Don't screen. even make games. Just we 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 bought it for that jingle right there. Yeah. That's why we bought you. Sega is obviously. Uh, I think it's a, a safe buy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a safe buy. Like it doesn't seem like they're they would need to put forth a lot of money for something for for Sega over something like let's say Ubisoft. There's you know a rumor going around that Ubisoft might be coming to Game Pass which would be huge for Game Pass to yeah. s- to say that EA Play is on there and Ubisoft games. So I think in terms of like strength of of all the studios out there that they could buy, is Sega the best like best buy? No, but I think that they can do a lot with a lot of Sega's IPs and yeah. with proper funding behind them, they could breathe new life into something like Sonic and make it more up to date for for new gamers um and uh also kind of hitting that nostalgia button like we've talked about before with sonic generations Mm -hmm. yeah you know just a super fun game but i think we could go even further and do you know a sonic adventure series or you could start tying him into different you could really start tying a lot of sega's licensed characters and whatnot into other xbox games and ips and whatnot so it it really opens the door i think fortnite has done a good job of basically saying anything goes like anything goes absolutely anything we're not going to limit ourselves on the type of the type of characters and stuff that you're going to see in the game because the minute we limit ourselves is the minute we become irrelevant and i think if if you're you know something like smash brothers where you've got you know all these different characters in there you can easily do that with something like soul caliber like they've done before and i think that that's probably where their mindset is at more so acquiring all of these games that they might be able to then put on to the xbox because they've proven we've talked about this before Xbox is all about giving gamers access to the games that they know and love. And mm-hmm. that is driving a lot of what why people play Xbox is because they can play some of these older games out there. And PlayStation fans are screaming, like begging for backwards compatibility for like PS2 and yeah. older PlayStation things or even just some type of emulator like they have for Xbox 360 where they've slowly started feeding these old games into into be to be able to play now I think if you did that on PlayStation side it would be a golden hit and I think that's what Xbox is doing so I would venture to say that We'll eventually see some new IPs, but with an acquisition like Sega, the first thing we would see would be 
all of these titles added to Xbox where you can play Sonic Adventure, Sonic 1. And, and for the most part, you can play them all yes. now. Like, they've all been released for right. for Xbox 360, but um, you might see them be pulled from, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. other, other platforms, so to speak, if Microsoft is saying, um, you know, we're going to buy this this uh this entire company and own the license now here's the question nick what at what point do do you become a monopoly and do they say okay you can't acquire you've got to break up you know Mm. your xbox because you know like facebook is kind of you know facing similar similar it's in similar trouble where it has to like break up and get rid of like whatsapp or or i don't Mm -hmm. know how they're going to do it like obviously there's going to be some type of loophole that they're not just going to be like well here are the keys twitter you can have whatsapp now like (laughs) we'll keep it (laughs) here are the keys to the the you know everybody so it's not going to happen but So I, I wonder at what point do does it become a monopoly or what point do they s- stop acquiring other studios? And if, if they do or do decide to keep going, which ones would you want to see? Like, I, I thought Ubisoft, what about yourself? I don't know. I mean, so uh, I'll, I'll say this first of all. If, if T-Mobile can merge with Sprint, I don't think there's going to be any kind of issue with Microsoft, you know, because these acquisitions are are the the companies that they're buying out are so small compared to Microsoft, where it's not like these two, it's not like Microsoft or Sony, uh, you know, are are trying to merge together that that there could be potentially be, you know, uh, government intervention. I, I will say this. I think that from looking at Microsoft's standpoint, you know, trying to be a guy in the boardroom, I think that they want to be strategic with, you know, who they acquire and the reasonings behind why they want to acquire them and not necessarily just to pad out the Game Pass. That being said, I really could see Sega eventually, you know, if the price is right for Microsoft, taking a deal if it was ever offered. And I think Microsoft would do that because one of their biggest challenges is adoption overseas particularly in areas mm. like Japan and Korea, where ah. it's really more of a Nintendo and Sony-dominated market, right? So if you were able to catch Sega with an offer that allowed them to to absorb them, yeah. it wouldn't even necessarily be about the games you could produce from then on, but just the news alone, you know, that Microsoft has acquired Sega could really help them to get a foothold in a market that they've largely struggled to really penetrate. Now, I will say, yeah. you know, I, I think that as far as with that kind of the benefit to a service like Game Pass, the, the the kind of games that Sega has made in the past, I mean, they were an you know arcade company and still are, and many yeah. of their original titles were designed to be arcade games, and we have seen ports of them and re-releases and, and remakes of them over the years. Um, I think that style of game, that smaller type of game that Sega is known for, uh, is perfect for Game Pass because those games don't take long to make. They are, you know, they 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 really fit perfectly with trying to add to that value proposition of what Game Pass is offering. When you have, you know, fun, simple games like Super Monkey Ball is is one of my favorite yeah. franchises from them. Obviously, I'm a huge Sonic fan, so uh, you know that 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 goes without saying. By the way, Sega, it is the year 2021. 
you have not given us... I can, I can excuse not making a new Sonic Adventure because many of the new 3D Sonic games could arguably be the next Sonic Adventure. You have not given us a new Chow Garden since Sonic Adventure 2. Shame on you. Shame. Oh, Shame. Yep. Yep. Give me the Chow Garden. You got it started. You got will, it started, Sega. I will spend the money bucks. It could even be like, uh, they're, they're, they're doing the, uh, the smartphone apps. How have you not made a smartphone Chow Garden game? Like, How do we not have a, a Chow, um, a Tamagotchi? Yeah, A Chow Tagachi. How yeah. do we not have that? <laughs> exactly. Chow Tagachi yeah. sounds like a Boston, a Boston, like, a yeah. J-pop group. Like, Chow Tagachi. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. do uh, covers of uh, J-pop songs and stuff over here. We do the Chow Tagachi. <laughs> That's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with an accent like that, I'd pay good money. I'd pay good money. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, there's so many. I mean, I was just looking at a, a Wikipedia list of all the different Sega video game franchises, and there's a lot of them. None of them really have, besides Sonic, the same, like, instant recognizable, like, oh, yeah, I know I know what this is. Now, they have been making the, uh, the Yakuza games. Those have been okay, going on yeah. for quite a while, that new Yakuza game. Uh, like a Dragon, I believe it's called, just came out recently. So they are still producing those types of games. And that's funny because they just came out. Um, Yakuza just came out. It was like three, Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 just came out for the Xbox Game Pass. So you can now right. get them on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. it does seem like they're acquiring a lot more of Sega's titles or at least licensing a lot of their titles and saying, yeah, right. we're going to you know, go ahead and... You know, throw that on Game Pass and see see what's up. So Yeah, and they come and go like any other game, you know, on Game Pass. But, uh, yeah, and oh, by the way, can we get another crazy taxi? What's the offspring doing? Oh, my what are they goodness. Up to? Let's get him in that, there. There was an article. I don't know who did it. Um, it was maybe IGN or, or Kotaku. Somebody did an article that popped up in my feed yesterday or today, and it was like, why crazy taxi was such a, like, crazy good game yeah and it really was mm-hmm. like soundtrack aside it was still a lot of fun to go into an arcade and play and it was yeah. one of the few games that i feel like really could translate from arcade to a console experience there have been lots of games yeah. that have, have tried to make that leap but haven't quite been successful and i have a sega emulator like a mame I think what is it, Mame? Yeah, Mame. And machines, I've yeah. got, yeah, and I've got Model Two, like Sega Model Two, on uh, my desktop, so I can play some of those old games, like the skate games and whatnot. Yeah. But they don't translate as well mm-hmm. as something like that. So I think I I I want to see more. I want to see more Crazy Taxi oh. out there because revive revive the soundtrack get it all up in here give me more offspring Mm -hmm. all the songs and we need like a it should just be like a crazy taxi one and two remastered well so get the team from from tony hawk on there give vicarious visions and get them to make a crazy taxi one and two remastered with an updated feel that's what i want yeah they they did do a remaster of crazy like that game has been ported you know many many times and the i think right now on xbox and maybe playstation you can buy it the problem is that 
you don't get the offspring soundtrack. So it's yeah. just like this generic rock. And that by it's so interesting seeing how just taking that away just instantly kills a lot of the enjoyment. I mean, th- that was such a match made in heaven that like that. What, what a great combo. Um, though there's that that frantic pace of driving and, and offspring tracks just, you know, I did like 150 beats per minute, just just crushing totally. it. And the real world locations like KFC and Pizza Hut in the original that you could do that. Like you could actually oh, take people to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, actual real locations um, in the U.S., and then in the in the new versions, those Real those franchises. licensing deals have actually been right. They're no longer in place, so they've just been you know replaced with generic pizza places and chicken places and that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, and it's just not the same. It's like yeah, you know, and that that goes to show just how much uh, you know a soundtrack can can alter your your gameplay experience. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's just one of many different franchises that Sega has access to. That um, you know, I think there is a huge potential to really tap into that and like i said really go after that uh, that eastern market that right now is just kind of given microsoft the cold shoulder probably mainly because microsoft doesn't really make a whole lot of an effort to market themselves to uh you know to places like japan because it's just it's just it's 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 tough it's tough but uh well i feel like playstation is a very like Eastern, you know, console in terms of like what they what they value for their IPs. It's they value a lot of like anime and RPG right. style games, and a lot of those are automatically on PlayStation. Microsoft never even sees them. Yeah, and Xbox is 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 shoot 'em ups like you know it's it's the mm. Michael Bay of consoles yep. <laughs> you know it's like it's it's Halo <laughs> and Call of Duty explosions so, explosions you know it's a very american console <laughs> versus the PlayStation i think is very like you said it's it's right up japan's alley it's yeah. it's just it's cornered in those market because of the games that the exclusives that they get mm-hmm. and like i said some of these are just games that american audiences never even see right it's don't they have like isn't i mean this is just i one of them but um there's a lot of games like fantasy star and yeah. and just mm-hmm. all these really popular games that don't really see the light of day over here but in japan are just Heavy hitters, man. Like, that's what everyone's clamoring about. So, you know, what a brave new world. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, who knows? But like we said, it's just a rumor that, uh, that that they're potentially going to acquire them, one that we've heard before. So it's more just kind of a, a fun conversation about, you know, who are they, they going to go after and... Uh, and what are the what are the implications of of different companies uh, being purchased by Microsoft for the sake of of expanding their brand? So yeah, well I'll tell you what, man, uh, I think that's a good place to kind of uh, to end it. Like we've been talking about, uh, make sure if you have not already, check out the website quitthebuild.com. Um, it's kind of your central point for all things Quit the Build. You have access there to our Discord server if you'd like to interact with other QTB members. Um, and other people Do that it. may be listening. Yeah, and it's a great place to Do give it. suggestions or feedback. Check out our blog articles. Uh, we're going to have, uh, of course, new updates there with all sorts of interesting things. And I believe we should be having one of our uh, QTB blog writers uh, coming uh, as a uh, guest uh, appearance very soon. So be on the lookout nice. for that. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and anything else going on? 
Um, I mean, I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow, Ooh. and so, you know, that's I'm getting it all fresh and, and clean looking for the podcast. So, you know, there... <laughs> I mean, I you just, can hear it. You can hear it. Just so you guys know, yeah. I do care about my looks. I'm not just... I am making sure I'm well quaffed yeah. and... I mean, Super if you're going to be slick. chopping some wood here soon, you want to you want to look good doing it. You're right. You're right. I yeah. need some some coconut oil, and you know, lather me up. Yeah, lather me up. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh gosh, wow. Okay, well, we're just going to end it right there. For Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do.